Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Monday the 8th of July. Coming up, MP calls for prosecution after Ambassador's memo leaked. I don't know what the motive was. Um, it's certainly very unusual and, and wrong for... Uh, private uh, cables of these kind to be leaked. Health Trust apologises after patient complains of fat shaming. It's really important that we can point out that there are health risks associated with some activities and it's worked incredibly well for smoking. We need to do the same thing for overweight. And prisoners helping to tackle food poverty. We've got a really good team at the moment. I think, yeah, without them, we wouldn't be able to be anywhere near as on top of things and efficient and supply to nearly as many charities. Kent Online News. First today, a Kent MP who used to be Defence Secretary says whoever leaked sensitive diplomatic messages from the British ambassador in America should face prosecution. The memos revealed Sir Kim Darroch described the Trump administration as inept. The US president says the diplomat has not served the UK well. Sir Michael Fallon, who represents Sevenoaks, has been giving his thoughts to sky on it all. Well, he was a national security advisor to the uh, cabinet before he took up his post uh, in Washington. It's the job, by the way, of any ambassador to report back on the strengths and weaknesses of the government that he's uh, posted to. So, uh, you know, it's not surprising that some of this language is very is very frank, uh, particularly about the early days of the Trump administration. But it's very disappointing, obviously, that it's all now been published because advice, you know, advice is frank and given in private. We'll have a new prime minister in a couple of weeks. I hope that will be Boris Johnson. Boris has a very good relationship with uh, President Trump, and I'm sure he'll be able to uh, get uh, get uh, talks going on the new trade deal with him and uh, repair any damage that might have been done. I don't know what the motive was. Um, It's certainly very unusual and and wrong for uh, private uh, cables of these kind to to be leaked. But look, this can be put right, and I think Boris Johnson's relationship with the president, you know, is strong enough to be able to smooth smooth over any, any particular hurt that the president feels about this and to get that relationship back on track. Boris Johnson is making it very clear that he's not presuming anything. He's not presuming he's going to be prime minister. This contest is still underway. There are more television debates, there are more hustings taking place, a number of people haven't voted yet, so he's not presumptuous like that. But he knows President Trump, he's a friend of President Trump, and I'm sure if, as I hope, he is uh, chosen as Prime Minister, he'll be able to repair any damage that might have been done by this. We have 200 ambassadors around the world. They are paid to report uh, honestly on the governments that they're posted to, and if they're going to be discouraged from doing that by this material being leaked, um, then diplomacy is going to become much more difficult. So, yes, um, this is clearly a breach of the Official Secrets Act, and if they can find out who did it, then prosecutions should follow. Foreign Secretary and Tory leadership hopeful Jeremy Hunt is distancing himself from the comments, saying they're personal views and don't represent the British government. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere today, an 18-year-old man has died after the car he was in crashed into the Central Reservation on a dual carriageway near Dartford. It happened on Thames Road in Crayford just after 10 last night. Meantime, a man's been flown to a London hospital with serious injuries following a crash in Tunbridge Wells. Firefighters had to remove the roof of the car he was in after it collided with an HGV on St John's Road at around 7 this morning. An actor who's the voice of Spider-Man in a video game has criticised Disney for not allowing a picture of the superhero to be put on the gravestone of a four-year-old 
year-old boy from Maidstone. Ollie Jones died in December from a rare genetic disease and an appeal by his dad to use the character's image has been turned down. Yuri Lowenthal has tweeted that doing it could help kids deal with death better. Thousands of people have also signed an online petition. A 15-year-old boy has been taken to hospital after being attacked by two other teenagers at a Kent Leisure Centre. Police, paramedics and the air ambulance were called to the site in Larkfield on Saturday where he suffered a head injury. He's being treated in London and police say their inquiries are ongoing. Now, health bosses in part of Kent have apologised to a patient who complained about being fat-shamed. A consultant at Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells NHS Trust told the person they should book weight reduction surgery or they'd end up being housebound and lifted out the window when they died. It's one of three similar cases at the Trust that have sparked complaints from patients and comes just days after cancer research warned obesity is causing more cases of some cancers than smoking. Strew GP Dr Julian Spinks has been telling Louisa on KMTV that's not very surprising. Well, it's been coming for some time, I'm afraid. Uh, as we've been so successful at reducing the amount of smoking, we have not at the same time been successful in persuading people it's not good to be significantly overweight or obese. And obesity is a risk factor for a whole load of cancers. Uh, in this case, there are four they're naming, which uh, the situation is that you're actually more likely to be triggered to have cancer by being obese than by smoking. And that's things like uh, bowel cancer, where there's about 2,000 more cases a year in the UK, uh, kidney cancer, liver cancer and ovarian cancer, all of which are very nasty and you don't really want to get them. And off the back of this research, uh, there have actually been people complaining that cancer research had carried out this, uh, this study. They've actually been fat-shaming people. What do you make of that? I think it's a very difficult thing. Um, I sometimes have to say to people something they don't really like to hear. But I'm not trying to shame them in any way. I'm not trying to suggest somehow they're bad because they're overweight. But it's really important that we can point out that there are health risks associated with some activities. And it's worked incredibly well for smoking. We need to do the same thing for overweight. And that means getting whole families to work because we're seeing obesity starting in childhood, working all the way through. And unless we tackle that, we're just going to see cancer rise again. And in terms of uh, smoking, how much of an issue is it in Kent? You mentioned that the figures have gone down, but is it still a problem? It's still a very big problem. It's still a very dangerous thing to do. And we shouldn't take today's figures to think, oh, we can just give up on the smoking side of things and just concentrate on obesity. We need to do both. And particularly if you're overweight and you smoke, you've got a double whammy there and you really are at risk. Kent Online News. A young horse has been seized by police after video footage allegedly showed it being abused in a back garden in Tunbridge Wells. A man can be seen riding the animal, which is thought to be between one and two years old. The RSPCA are looking into it. Three children and two men have been treated for hypothermia after falling out of a canoe near Canterbury. They were rescued by firefighters yesterday evening after getting stranded on an island in the middle of the river. Stour. Police are investigating whether a fire that's destroyed a chalet at a Kent holiday park was started deliberately. The blaze broke out at the Haven site in All Hallows early this morning. Meanwhile, it's emerged a house in Chatham that caught a light over the weekend was being used to grow cannabis. Crews were called to tackle the huge blaze in Grosvenor Avenue yesterday morning. It's not thought anyone was hurt and an investigation is continuing. Kent Online reports. It's claimed parents can gain a better understanding of the benefits and risks of online gaming for their children 
by joining in. Safety experts at Internet Matters say top concerns for mums and dads are strangers talking to their kids, gaming addiction and the sharing of personal data. Adele Jennings has been speaking to Sky about why she started playing online games with her 15-year-old daughter at their home in Dover. So I decided that I would actually try and get more involved in Amber's gaming. Um, all I ever seemed to do was kind of be, are you on that Xbox? You're still on your Xbox. Can you get off your Xbox? And I seemed to be nagging all the time and actually thinking she's on her own in her bedroom spending all this time. You know, what is she doing? So I thought the, be- the, the best way to do it is to actually speak to her because we have a very open relationship so you know we teach our children about you know online safety um, not showing your school badge or you know obviously with Amber um, that's the age that she is with you know all social media so um, I didn't want to be sort of saying oh you can't do this you can't do that without actually finding out what she's doing so because she is a big Xbox fan it is kind of a it's in her bedroom the console is in her bedroom um, and she is away from, from us. So with iPads and things, you know, you can be sitting in the same room as a family and, and all be aware of what's happening, you know, with each other and what each other's doing. Um, with the Xbox, you know, bedroom doors closed, so it's, it was a bit of a worry as to what's happening. Um, and I just thought, you know, I'm just going to see what this is all about. Um, because it is such a big industry and it takes up so much of our life, um, I decided to have a try and have a go at it. <laughs> um, and so when I first went on, I mean, seeing her, actually sitting next to her and seeing her with that controller in her hand, I'm just amazed at how good she is. <laughs> she is brilliant on it and the you know, just the skills involved in, you know, all the buttons that's on the controller, it, it is amazing. And through watching her with her games, doing her games, seeing the creativity, you know, the teamwork, you know, there's a lot of skills that they do when they're on there. So I've understood much more now about that. And, and it's taken away quite a bit of the fear of her being with other people. Um, you know, because you panic of who she's talking to, we don't, you know. But actually, I'd say 90% of the people she talks to are people she knows. And she showed me, she showed me lots of things of, you know, well, this is how, you know, these are these people and they're online at the moment and, you know, talking to me about the Xbox party and all that side of it. Um, so I think it's actually helped with, you know, obviously you think, oh, screen time, you know, they're on quite a lot. They seem to be on their screens a lot, but actually it depends what they're doing and what they're playing. So I think that itself has been a big change for me. Instead of focusing on the actual time that she's spending on it, it's what she's doing on there. Um, I think I'd really recommend parents actually just having a go. I mean, obviously Amber was quite embarrassed when I'm sitting there next to her saying, can I have a go? (laughs) And I am rubbish at it. I am rubbish. And, you know, she just laughs. Um, but it's, it's actually brought us a bit closer because obviously a teenager, you know, they have their own lives and, you know, they're finding themselves anyway. So they need their own space. So I'm not like sitting next to her the whole time. <laughs> but actually, when I do go with her and say, how do you do that? I mean, you know, children, we seem to, all we ever seem to do is tell them what to do. 
So at school, we tell them what to do. Parents are always telling them what to do. So I think, actually, if you let them teach you and tell you how they play their game, they love it. They love it. She's really happy to teach me how, you know, she kind of like covers her eyes because I'm so slow on it. <laughs> and it's embarrassing. Well, I mean, it's a bit painful because she doesn't really know what she's doing. <laughs> But after a while, I think she realises, like, oh, this is, like, really complex and you have to be, like, quite skilled to be able to do it very well. Because it's been a, a, quite a long time where I've just sort of been thinking, oh, she's on that Xbox again. And actually, you know, recently been with her and, you know, I'm just amazed. It is so different to what I thought it was. You know, obviously, as with everything, you know, there's good and bad in everything. Um, but I think... Actually, it's, it's given us a bit of a connection um, so that we can talk about those things. Obviously, I know it, Amber's got 10 years on me <laughs> for her gaming side of things, but it just allows us to, to talk about being safe online and, you know, obviously the dangers of online. And I feel like, you know, she could approach myself and the dad um, if she does see anything or hear anything. I think, it's, I think she now realises that I've, because I've got a bit more of an understanding about it, that I think she's more likely to come and speak to me if anything happens. Kent Online News. Next today, we've been finding out how a group of prisoners are helping to tackle food poverty in Kent. The team from Sheppey's Stanford Hill are working with Ashford-based Fair Share, who redistribute food donated by supermarkets to charities helping those who are most in need. Ian Townsend Blazier is Fair Share's funding manager. Working with the, the working out scheme at HMP Stanford Hill is brilliant. It gives us a reliable workforce. Um, we provide and work with the, the prison to provide training and education for them to part of their rehabilitation, getting back to work and, and, and serving the community. So they offer us great, great skills and ability to, to enable to do what we do. The charity provided 314 tonnes of food to 157 charities across Kent last year and recently moved into a new warehouse which they hope will help them provide an additional 480,000 meals every year. Leanne Crust is Fair Share Kent's warehouse manager. She told us more about the prisoners' work and the difference it's making. So we've got 15 prisoners from Stamford Hill Prison who work with us. They're all um, category D prisoners so they're in the last sort of year of their sentence they call it the working out scheme so what they are doing is just sort of like rehabilitating into the community which is really really good they work with us Monday to Friday 8 till 5 so they put in a good good shift with us we really value the work they do here I mean there are a lot of fair shares that operate without them but I feel like we wouldn't be able to be as efficient and well working without them we've got a really good team at the moment I think, yeah, without them, we wouldn't be able to be anywhere near as on top of things and efficient and supply to nearly as many charities. Like, yes, we have a lot of really good volunteer base. We have a lot of people that help us out of their own free will, which is fantastic. But we wouldn't get the same number of people, I don't think. We wouldn't have 15 people willing to put in a full-time shift every week to be able to get us to supply to 160-plus charities to ship in as much tonnage of food as we do. And finally today, the owners of a zoo at a pub in Medway say they want to expand to take on more animals. You can already see endangered species of pig, raccoons, owls and lemurs at the Fenbell Inn on the Hoo Peninsula. The husband and wife who run it have put in a planning application to build more enclosures on the five-acre site, as well as another car park so school children can come and visit. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast